with a loot box free guarantee. It's the Life is Casual Gamers podcast. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Life is Casual Gamers podcast. My name is Matt. I'm really excited to be doing this. Although we're a little bit late this week, I apologize for that. Typically, I like to upload episodes Wednesdays around 10 a.m. And unfortunately, this week, you know, life happens and didn't get a chance to do that. So I'll try to do better for next week and get those up around 10 a.m. on Wednesday. But uh, hopefully this will be released for your Thursday morning commute. On today's episode, of course, we're going to go through the typical things that we go through. Noob news, geek out, freak out. I'm actually going to be talking about a video game this week for Kiko Freakout and thoughts and prayers as well. But to start the show off, a little bit of a conversation piece, I wanted to talk about your thoughts as to when is it okay to spoil a video game for somebody else? Think about that for a second. You know, if some time passes, is it all right to spoil a movie or a TV show? Now, what if it's a TV show that aired last week and you gave your friend a week to watch the show? They didn't watch it, so you decided to go and spoil it for them. Is that okay? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, yeah. No, it's not okay. Never okay. Don't spoil stuff. I'm a bit of a hypocrite. I used to spoil TV shows for my friends all the time, but I would give them fake spoilers. You know, like Game of Thrones and tell them someone died that didn't actually die in that week's episode and they'd be mad at me for like two whole days until they watched the episode themselves and went that didn't happen you liar and then we laughed about it (laughs) because we're friends we do stupid stuff with each other but when it comes to spoiling video games far cry new dawn is what i've been playing recently uh i have a friend who in the winter, doesn't really work all that much and plays a lot of video games and he's really bad at accidentally spoiling things. Although at least we think it's accidental, it might just be him not thinking about anything at all. He might just intentionally be doing it because he wants to talk about the game. So when me and this friend played Far Cry 5 together last year, We did co-op mode, but he would go ahead of me and then come back and help me get through some missions and finish the game. But I got frustrated with him so many times because he would tell me what was about to happen right before it happened. So it would kind of get rid of the surprise or the shock factor in the story. And I would get so mad at him, like, stop spoiling it. He's like, you're going to see in five minutes or in two minutes. It's not the point. Let's not spoil games for other gamers. A lot of forums as well even have rules not to discuss a game with any potential spoilers for at least two weeks. I've been playing this game for about a week and a half now. He beat it in two days. And so he called me up yesterday and goes, did you get to this part where this happens? You know, you go and talk to that person. I don't want to spoil it for you, so it's kind of going to sound very bland in terms of this and that. (laughs) But yeah, basically, he said, did you get to this part yet? Which I hadn't. And it totally spoiled a key part of the story that I was about to do. Completely happened yesterday. And he's defending himself by saying, well, you guys take too long. Me and my friends were all in a group chat. And he said, you guys take too long to finish your video games. 
so I don't care that I'm spoiling it for you, basically. <laughs> I host a podcast called The Life is Casual Gamers. It's probably going to take me longer than two days to finish this game. I was hoping to have it finished by now. I have been playing it quite a bit, but, you know, with work and everything and afterwards, you put a couple of hours into it, and that's really all the time that you got. I can't throw 20 hours into it in two days. I don't even have five hours to play a day. <laughs> but New Dawn is a fantastic game. So I will say that much. If you've played Far Cry 5, well, you know what? We're going to talk a little bit about Far Cry New Dawn and Geek Out Freak Out. That'll be our Geek Out Freak Out for today. So make sure you're listening for that coming up. So the one question I have for you is... When is it all right to spoil a game? Is it okay? Is my buddy, does he have a point? You know, you play games too slowly. I want to talk about them with you. Or maybe it's just an accident. What do you think? We're talking about that on Facebook and Twitter. The Life is Casual Gamers podcast. Go and search for those on social media and join in on the conversation. When is it all right to spoil a game? I say never. Absolutely never. If you're spoiling a game, I don't care how long it takes to finish a game. I don't care when the game came out. I don't care what's in the trailer. If you spoil a video game for someone, especially a story-driven game, well, I'm trying not to swear on this podcast. It's getting really hard to find a family-friendly word for you. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. Oh, and another thing before we start with Noob News, I also wanted to talk about Anthem. I had a chance to play that yesterday for a little bit. I did the intro. I picked my javelin because it was late by the time it finally finished downloading. I'm going to give you a review, and we'll talk a little bit about Anthem coming up. If you're playing that game, what do you think about it? I've been seeing a lot of bad reviews, but, I mean, reviews are reviews. I'm unbiased. I'll give you my personal unbiased casual gamer review when I put some more hours into the game, it looks promising so far, but I've only put about an hour into it going through the intro. I'll actually start playing some missions probably at some point tonight or tomorrow. So make sure you're listening in the coming weeks to hear more about Anthem. All right, let's get right on into it. What's going on in gaming this week? New news. Pokemon fans are getting not just one, but two new games, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Very creative names. They were revealed during a recent Nintendo Direct for Pokemon Day. They'll be available on Nintendo Switch, and it looks like it'll be the eighth generation of Pokemon. And if you're wondering just how long you'll have to wait to get your hands on them, it's actually not going to be too long. Both games set to release later this year. You can check out the trailers to the games on our Facebook page and on Twitter as well. Just once again, search for Life as Casual Gamers Podcast. On the topic of Nintendo Switch games, we'll also see three Resident Evil games hit Nintendo Switch, and we officially have their release dates. So we'll see the original Resident Evil, Resident Evil 0, and Resident Evil 4 released on Switch May 21st. Halo was actually holding on by a thread after the Microsoft Bungie split in 07, something that we didn't really know. But after an IGN interview with Bonnie Ross, a Microsoft developer, it was revealed that Microsoft actually considered making Halo 3 the final Halo game after the Microsoft and Bungie split. 
I personally don't know whether this would be considered good or bad, as I haven't played a Halo game since Halo 2 on the original Xbox at my friend's house when I was, let's face it, I was a little kid back then. <laughs> I haven't heard from someone who plays Halo in a long time. And one Xbox exclusive is getting another sequel. It's one of those Xbox exclusives that makes me jealous I don't have an Xbox. It's rare nowadays when PS4 exclusives are just absolutely killing it. But Phil Spencer, he's an Xbox boss. He recently made a trip to Vancouver to check in on the development of Gears 5 and says that it's looking great. Gears of War, definitely one of the first games that I really fell in love with because of its online co-op campaign. It's probably the first one I ever played. And I think that that nostalgia always makes me want to go back out and spend the money on an Xbox every time they release a new game. I always want to play Gears, but I haven't since I had the 360. So maybe I'll uh, see if I can steal my brother's Xbox and go and buy the game. <laughs> steal it for a month or two. Moving on to PlayStation now. It's the end of February, which means more free games for March. Can't believe how fast February went. But hey, new games, that's always the upside to Another month being gone. The two big games that you can get for free next month will be The Witness and Call of Duty's Modern Warfare Remastered, which at one point you can only get if you bought it with Infinite Warfare. So that's pretty cool. Get to check out Modern Warfare Remastered. Call of Duty is like the ultimate couch game. I know a lot of people get really worked up with Call of Duty. You know, dying, respawning, whatever. But I think because going into deathmatch, it just being such an arcade shooter and me being so much older and much more of a casual, I find that Call of Duty is actually the perfect chill on the couch game. You know, you're just sitting there with the controller. It's mindless. You run around, you shoot people, you get shot, and that's it. There's not really any strategy that needs to go into it. I don't really get upset when I die in the game because I'm just respawned three seconds later. It's not that big of a deal. I actually really like Call of Duty for that reason. Um, I haven't really liked any of the recent Call of Duties, but I loved Modern Warfare when it was out, so I'm going to give this one a download, and whenever I'm bored, I can go and play. Maybe we could be couch buddies. Casual couch buddies. That does not sound like a gamer term whatsoever. <laughs> That just sounds like it should be on an adult website. <sighs> All right, well, the American government is sticking its nose into the gaming industry once again. And they may actually be changing the gaming industry more than we think. And get this, it may actually be for the better. Who would have thought? Okay, so the FTC plans on hosting a public workshop surrounding loot boxes. We don't really know what's going to be happening, what they're going to be discussing. Not exactly. But hey, if they want to regulate loot boxes and prevent these game creators from putting them in, that wouldn't be such a bad thing, right? Getting rid of loot boxes. Here's the thing. It's good and it's bad because there are some developers now that are creating games with a different business model. And it's the loot box business model. It's a free-to-play game, but it has skins that you can purchase for real money. 
It has battle passes that you can purchase for real money. If you don't want to spend that money, you have a free game that's fun that you can play with your friends. If you do want to spend the money, great, the developer is getting paid. And of course, we all know at least one game that goes by that model. And now, actually, in the last coming weeks, two huge games do that. Of course, I'm talking about Fortnite and Apex Legends. Going by that business model, which isn't the worst thing. And I think what it comes down to is the actual loot boxes where it's like the loot crates within Apex. If you had, if you spent the money and then you got the 10 cent skins or the gray, all gray skins, you get a little bit upset because it's like, hey, I spent $3 and I'm getting these common skins. Come on. It is a little bit like gambling because you're opening these crates and hope to get legendary skins. So that that's where the gambling aspect comes into things. And I understand why they would want to ban them. But in defense, I can't believe I'm defending loot boxes here. But in somewhat of a defense, you completely kill the business model of the free-to-play, pay-for-cosmetics developer gets paid. And I actually don't entirely have anything wrong with that business model as long as the game is free to play. Where I do get mad is spending $80 on a game thinking that you got the full game and next thing you know, you have to spend all of this in-game currency, which is the one thing that Far Cry did that really bothered me actually playing Far Cry New Dawn is you can put real money into it as a pay to win to unlock different weapons. Instead of grinding to get the weapons, you can do that if you'd like, but if you don't want to, you can actually pay to unlock all of the legendary tier weapons for the game, which I do not like that at all. There should be no boost whatsoever. Grind to get it. Don't make the grind as hard. It's... I digress. Basically, loot boxes, majority of the time, bad. American government wants to get involved, get rid of loot boxes. That's good. <laughs> all right, we were speaking about Far Cry a few seconds ago. Let's get into Geek Out, Freak Out. Today we are geeking out about Far Cry New Dawn. It's what I've been playing over the last couple of weeks. I've been putting in about two to four hours a night as much as I can, basically. That's a lot of time for me. And I'm addicted to the game. I think it's absolutely beautiful. The atmosphere of it all, the northern lights in it, the pink flowers, the environment... The wildlife is just all absolutely incredible, very well done, a lot of detail went into it, and I really, really enjoy playing the game, especially if you've played Far Cry 5. My favorite thing about Far Cry New Dawn so far is the fact that you're learning so much as you go about what exactly happened in Far Cry 5. So without spoiling anything, the ending with Far Cry 5 was a little bit weird in a sense that it kind of left you going, wait, what? making you want to go and watch YouTube videos for explanations and for theories. And now with Far Cry New Dawn, you're kind of getting some answers to those questions that you had. And I really enjoyed that because Far Cry 5, I really enjoyed that. It was a fun game. You know, it was a pretty good story. But the only thing is, with Far Cry 5, the map was absolutely huge. A lot of mountainous terrain, which I did not like. I did not like the part where we were going through the mountains. Whereas New Dawn... Is they've compressed 
Hope County, and you don't really have too many mountains. You're not running through the mountains too often, which I really like that. I also like the way that it's structured, the progression system. You need to upgrade your home base. You need to go and grab oil tankers, bring them back to prosperity to continue to upgrade your base. I just really like that progression system where it just feels like I'm actually playing the game and I'm actually accomplishing something. And, you know, there's not just always a helicopter to go and fly me around and blow up all the outposts and just completely run through the game that way, which I did a few times while doing co-op. Just run through some missions that you really don't want to do. With Far Cry, I haven't found that to be the case. Not only have I not done it, it's been harder to do, and it's been way more fun and rewarding to actually play the game, to run around, to hop into a vehicle, to pick fights, to go hunting. It's so much more rewarding that way, so I'm really loving the fact that it's almost forcing you, it's like borderline forcing you to actually play the game. Not only that, but I've also noticed that the soundtrack in the game is absolutely amazing. It's just a little small detail, but I love it. Lots of Hobson and Diantwood in there, which I absolutely love that. So overall, Far Cry New Dawn, so far, I'm about, I'd say about 65% done the game, give or take, doing some side missions. I'm probably still going to continue to do more side missions before getting to the main mission. So I'm about 65% way through Far Cry New Dawn, and I've been enjoying every second of it. Whenever it's time to go to bed, I never want to go to bed because I want to keep on playing. It's one of those games you will get addicted to it, especially if you're invested into Far Cry 5 and that storyline. So I guess that's a review. It's also a geek out. If you want to try it out for yourself, I highly recommend it if you've played Far Cry 5. If you haven't, I'd probably say play Far Cry 5 first before getting into New Dawn. All right, so I think that's enough of geeking out over Far Cry for today. Let's get on to thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Earlier we were talking about the FTC possibly banning loot boxes. Here are my thoughts. If the FTC bans loot boxes, will it kill the entire skins and customizational aspect of video games? And my prayers are, I pray that they only ban crates in CSGO. Because every single time I open one, I pay $3 for a crate, I get a 10 cent skin, and my friends are out there unlocking knives and $110 ops and M4s. It's not fair. <laughs> if you're gonna ban loot boxes and crates, ban them in CSGO only. And that's it for this week's episode of the Life is Casual Gamers podcast. Thank you so much for sticking around and for waiting for the episode as it's a day late. Of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, remember to give us a like, subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. Last week we mentioned we're on Spotify now. So wherever you're listening to this, if you have Spotify, maybe it's easier for you to listen to on Spotify, maybe iTunes. We're basically everywhere. So listen to us on any app that you choose fit. Tell your friends about us. Share this with your friends on social media. Tweet about us. Tweet us. Ask us a question. Well, when I say us, I mean me. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just, it really helps a lot. I really appreciate it. So hit that subscribe button. Give us a like on Facebook, a follow on Twitter, a follow on Instagram. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Hopefully, we are on time next week. 
Take care of yourself. Good luck and have fun, you filthy casuals.